Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's the second hour of Oilers Now. 106 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, we got a treat. Uh, Rod was going to come in for an hour. Uh, I've talked him in a stain for a full 90 minutes. Unfortunately, Rod, the pay is the same. Six times nothing, still nothing. <laughs> Some things never change. No, absolutely. <laughs> Winners now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hugh Porter, he's told me the story. Bob, I grew up listening to Rod Phillips. Uh, Hugh now uh, runs Digitex with locations in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Digitex has our office printer supply needs covered. They do it all. I could be doing it all for you. You can text us. I am going to get to text because there's a lot that have come in in terms of your memories of Rod Phillips. You can text us at 630-630 brought to you by Westlock Ford. We were out at Westlock Ford yesterday. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Uh, Worth the drive to get you a new ride. And our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline is 780-496-0063. River Cree has Nazareth this weekend. And uh, and then next week in town is the Little River Band. Check it out, Ticketmaster.ca. Rod, we all have... So I, I, I've shared this a lot over the years. So I listened to Wes, loved him. Uh, yeah, lo- loved Wes. him as a guy. Wes was, oh, a, he was, he, he was a fun guy. He was a great friend of mine and uh, just just uh, a fabulous guy. Yeah. We, we had... He, he did a lot of emceeing. He was good. Oh, I mean... Uh, he was he was so funny, and uh, uh, he was so good at that. Uh, he could have made a living. Uh, I mean, he could have he he you know un- unfortunately he passed away, but he could have made a living of that just going around the country because uh, he was he was he was so good and so funny, and he had a quick wit. I mean, you didn't dare move your arm the wrong way if you're in the audience, and if he he saw it. He'd just jump on you like oh, yeah. no. <laughs> you were. You you became a made man in his eyes when he ripped you. And I'll never forget. I was uh, John Sexsmith, who you know who works with oh, Quinn course, Phillips, yeah. your daughter at Global, yeah. and had quite the battle over the years. John and me were uh, going to tandem up on Golden Bears football broadcasts back in like 1999, and. Uh, Wes was emceeing a Golden Bears football lunch, and he goes, yeah, we got uh, John Sexsmith and uh, Bob Stafford. Uh, not a lot of you guys know Bob because he's a freelance broadcaster, which means he's not good enough to be hired full-time. Yet. <laughs> right? I was like, and then he looks over and like, don't worry, kid, your time's coming. You're going to be okay. But but he was, like, he just, he, he yeah. had a way of, you know, being included. Like, and that was part of his shtick on his morning show when he had over 50% of the available list audience to him on a daily basis. Yeah. But, you know, if you were out with him the night before, you were getting it. That was covered oh, with the territory. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I was <clears throat> I was working at CFRN at the time and and uh, did quite a few morning shows, yep. uh, morning sports. And I'd go in at, uh, you know, 6 o'clock and I'd, we'd turn Chad on in our office, our sports office. I, I'd turn it on and listen to Chad while I was preparing a sportscast for CFRN. That's how good he was. Yeah, no, he was, he was a beauty of a guy. Uh, so uh, he was, uh, you know, 
uh, you later worked with John Short for a number of years. Yeah, oh, I, sure. I had John yeah. in. John's a terrific guy. As well, we mentioned Halsey, uh, and, and then obviously yourself. Those were sort of the guys for me, radio wise. But there was a national television broadcaster for me, play by play guy that to this day I've I think has been the best Canadian television play-by-play voice of all time and you and me share this in common we both love this guy's our favorite guy danny gallivan oh yeah oh yeah well i mean um i mean foster hewitt uh of the toronto maple leafs invented hockey play-by-play right but uh danny gallivan took it to uh, a different level. And uh, I can remember listening to him on Hockey Night in Canada and thinking, oh, man, this guy is just, you know... The way uh, he used words. Servardian, Spinorama, and and all of those kinds of things. I patterned my style of play-by-play after Danny Gallivan. I wanted... Because he had... He had a, a, a little higher tempo. Yeah. Uh, he went up. His voice went up, raised up his voice a little bit. But the tempo, the tempo of the game was smooth and, yeah. and uh, no stops and starts. And uh, I mean, he was he was the best ever. He no could, question. He could build the crescendo, right? That's yeah. The thing. And yeah. that's one of the things you know. Good, really good play-by-play guys have got to be able to read the play. Yeah. Right. That that comes with the territory. I, I guess so. I you know, uh, I'm not. I wasn't smart enough to figure that out. But but. Uh, 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 he was uh, he was my idol, and uh, I, I I just tried to emulate him. All right, so you, the Oilers get in the NHL, and in 1981, you're playing the Montreal Canadiens. Red Fisher's writing that, uh, or, or was it, who? Which goalie was quoted as saying that he was going to have Wayne Gretzky in his hip pocket? Was that uh, I'm trying to recall? Was that Bunny LaRock or? One of the one because Ken Dryden had just retired, uh, yeah, in, yeah, right, 1979, yeah. and, and uh, or maybe it was Richard Sevigny. One of, anyways, one of the Canadian, I think, probably was Sevigny. But anyhow, so you're doing play by play in the playoffs, yeah. And Danny Gallivan's doing the game, yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, it was next booth, yeah, next booth, and uh, uh, I mean that was a thrill, uh, and he was, uh, you know, he was just uh, absolutely fantastic, Andy Moog. Uh, was the goalie uh, against Montreal. What did Gary Edwards tell Slats? Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, I forgot about Gary. Sorry about that, Gary. But anyhow, we're, we're going into Montreal and getting set to play the Canadians. And, and uh, morning skate, uh, he sends Moger out to, to, to start it. He goes over and told Gary, he said, I'm going to start Moger tonight, okay. And he, <laughs> he looked at Slats and he said, you're making the biggest mistake of your life. <laughs> and Moger just stoned him. <laughs> Gretzky had five assists yeah. in the first game. Yeah. And yeah. you can watch game two on YouTube, but I have... St- I've, I've not been able to fall, uh, find the. Uh, I've not been able to find the video of game one. There, it was out there about five years ago on YouTube, oh, and it's gone a, missing. Yeah. But the game two, the Oilers won, and by that point, every time Gretzky had the puck, 
Yeah. Because, you know, Montreal Canadiens fans, I mean, oh, yeah. It is a, it is just like in Edmonton. I mean, Edmonton, it's a religion, right? Yeah. And every, there was this nervous apprehension in the building every time Gretzky came up the ice, right? Yeah. That he was going to, and then coffee was jumping up. That's really where he took off at that stage in his yeah. career. Yeah. Glenn Anderson crashing yeah. off the wing. Mark Messier staring down Larry Robinson with a stick, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and, Early in that hockey game, uh, uh, Davey Hunter yeah. uh, lined up Guy Lafleur and just hammered him into the boards. I think it was in in the uh, Montreal zone. Yeah, and LaPointe. as soon as he did it, yeah. no, nobody did anything. Oh, okay. Nobody did anything, and and. The, the whole building went quiet, and I, and I was thinking to myself, we're going to have to fight our way uh, out, of out, of, out of here. And then Lapointe finally did come on and went over and said something to Hunter. But but uh, right after that, you could just see the 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 orders bench. They're just going, hey, this is just another hockey team. Rod Phillips joining us. What are you thinking? When Gretzky finishes the Canadians off in '81 at home in Game Three, like, are you, I mean, you, you're not even in the league for two years, and you've knocked off the Montreal Canadiens, who were a year removed from winning four consecutive Stanley Cups and the greatest dynasty in the history. Of the, you yeah. know, you know, they're the greatest organization in the history yeah. of the NHL at that time. Yeah. yeah. What was? I, I mean, you said pandemonium on the air in the building, but what was it? What was it like? And for it, being around the, it was surreal. Uh, I mean, it was, it was, is this really happening? Uh, I mean, it was total jubilation. Uh, I was elated. You know, everybody in Edmonton was elated uh, because I don't think any of us saw this coming. I mean, we knew they were a good young team, but these were the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, Guy Lafleur, Guy Lapointe, they Larry had a, Robinson, yeah, Larry always. Robinson. They had, they, I mean, they were, you know, uh, uh, an all-star team. And here come these kids from out west, and they just beat the piss out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Phillips joining us right now. <laughs> then. The next year, the team takes a quantum step forward in the regular season and loses to the Kings in five, yeah. the miracle on Manchester. Yeah, yeah, You're, you're, yeah, you're yeah. sitting there, and as that game, third period, you're going, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, yeah, well, it was 5 nothing, And uh, they just went to sleep, you know. Uh, that was probably the greatest learning experience playoff experience for that team. Uh, I think that they started, you know, they were getting pretty uh, pretty frisky and pretty full of themselves. Uh, and I think that uh, uh, they just learned a lesson that the games are 60 minutes long and uh, they just lost all traction. They lost all their momentum and L.A. went on to win the series. But it was a, it was a, you know, it was just a stepping stone for the for the team, and uh, they they came back and and uh, uh, made it good again. Rod, uh, we've got hundreds of texts coming in. You can text us at six thirty, six thirty, out of Red Deer, Alberta, fine community. We did that Battle of Alberta event back to back nights in Red Deer. Uh, yeah. Twelve Oilers alumni, your old friend Glenn Sather was there. Yeah, uh, I did have to 
use Dave Hunter in a joke, but it worked out well because he could handle it. But Glenn Anderson, uh, Grant Fear, Mike Krusielniski, Marty McSorley, Kern Oiters, Matt Benning, Chris Russell, and uh, Lanny McDonald, and uh, a whole bunch of other Calgary. It was a terrific event. But out of Red Deer, uh, this text comes in. Rod Phillips, what a beauty. Great interview. Can you ask Rod which of the Oilers' five Stanley Cups is his favorite? Oh, uh, yeah, 1984. The first one's always, you know, the yeah. first one, you, you can't beat it. I mean, um, it was uh, just uh, an absolutely uh, uh, incredible. Did uh, you go to Jasper Avenue after? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the parade? Yeah, no, 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 like uh, that night. Oh, remember, that night. Just, uh, Hmm, uh, what the heck did we... No, uh, we had a team party right. uh, over at the Sport X. Yep. Uh, the old Sport X. Like around 2 in the morning, you didn't go downtown and go check it out? Uh, I think John Muckler and I, I think we went over to a bar in White Avenue. <laughs> And Even there, you were ahead of your time, Rod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, the bar stayed open all night. Yeah. And at, uh, at 7 o'clock in the morning, uh, Muck and I are over at an Albert's restaurant on 124th Street yeah. having breakfast. And uh, they didn't they didn't have cell phones in those days. Right. And I had to do the orders report at quarter to eight. So I just used a pay phone in the... Uh, and you'd been up all night? I'd been up all That's night. That's awesome. And, and, and uh, b- believe me, we had a few pops. So uh, <laughs> I was, it was that, that's pure quite gold. a time. Yeah. All right. It is uh, 119 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Rod's going to stay with us for a full hour and a half segment. This is going to be... A, this is appointment listing. Uh, we are going to... Uh, I'm taking the next couple of weeks off, Rod. I've yeah, worked 50, I've worked 50 of the last 52 weeks. Well, you know what? You're and you know the combination between yeah. the travel and doing Absolutely, the show. So, yeah. but we're going to have Brendan we, rerun we, this. We got to talk to Sid Smith about this. We got <laughs> we got to negotiate a little different uh, deal. I, I, you think so? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of Edmontonians that would like to see a different negotiated deal too. And maybe we could just get rid of Stoffer altogether. <laughs> Here comes Sid with a shotgun. There we go. Uh, shotgun claws. When we come back, I'm going to ask Rod who he thinks was the best Oiler team, and then maybe the surprise championship in 1990 as well. It's 120 at Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. We have Rod Phillips in. <laughs> I can't tell that joke on the no, other, no, but, but I did tell that joke at Red Deer the other night. And it yeah, went okay. Over, it went over pretty well. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the jocularity. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with the Hall of Famer, Rod Phillips. This is Oilers Now. So the 84 memory, Rod, unbelievable, obviously, for you. I think the 87... I know yeah. the 80-45 team got selected the best team by the fans. Yeah. I think the 86-87 team was the best team. What uh, about you? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you totally. Uh, they were... Uh, 
you know, they they were just uh, they had everything. You know, toughness, finesse, uh, good goaltending, uh, all of that. I mean, um, and and a, a real desire. Uh, right to 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 be uh, you the know, champs again, a, a champion, a champion dynasty team, and uh, uh, there's there's no question uh, that was that was uh, their, their best team. And if you ask, you ask the guys that were with the players that yep. were with the team through that era, I guarantee you that. Ninety-five percent of them would say eighty-seven was our best ever team. All right, so let's open up the Pandora's box. Okay. okay. So Glenn Sather was he really disappointed that the Oilers lost Game Six in Philadelphia, knowing that he was going to get another playoff gate for Peter Pockleton in Game Seven back <laughs> in Edmonton? Were you guys nervous flying back from Philly after? Did you think, oh man, they've won the last two games here, we could be in trouble, or were you fairly confident that the Oilers still had another gear that they could get to that Philadelphia couldn't match? You know, uh, um, when I think back, um, the Flyers had a good hockey team. Yeah. You know, they had a good hockey team, and. Uh, I think there was some general, uh, not uneasiness, but I think the team themselves, I think the players and I know the coaches were saying, okay, uh, we're going home, we're going home for game seven, and and we've got to be our best. And I don't think there was a lack of there was certainly not a lack of confidence. I mean, the team was very confident in in its ability. But it's a game seven, and game sevens there are no rules. Anything can happen in a game seven. Uh, you don't. There's no. There's no more chances after a game seven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, uh, that brought some anxiety into the room. And I'm sure it was the same for Philadelphia. Uh, but uh, the orders, the orders prevailed, and and here we are. How awesome was it when they handed that trophy from Wayne Gretzky? to Steve Smith after what had happened in 86 yeah. against yeah. That, that, yeah, was a, was, that was a spectacular moment. Yeah, it was a great moment. Uh, it was a, uh, a great moment for the fans, uh, you know, the Oilers, but for Steve, uh, he'll take that to the to the grave with And they never stopped backing him as a teammate either. No, no, no. You know? he'll, take, he'll take that with him. That will be one of the highlights of his life. What was Grant Fuhr's line after that bank shot went in on him in 86? Oh, I should have had that one, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. should have had it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that was Coco. Right. I mean, he never, he never, there wasn't a goal scored on him ever that he didn't think he should have stopped. Right. And, and, and uh, I mean, I saw a lot of great goals scored on him. And you'd go over to him after the game and, and yeah, I'd say, Grant, you know, that was a great shot. He put it right under the bar and your glove side and he's... Hey, I make those saves. I blew it. Right. It shouldn't. I should have made the save. That's the kind of kid he was. Never blamed his teammates. No. And those guys. No. Those guys loved him, and they also had the confidence that usually they, if he made it, you know what? If he gave up a bad one, they could outscore teams anyways. Yeah. They had the, yeah, that's the, right. They had that. And 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 he knew that, you know. But he didn't. He didn't like giving up bad goals. No. But 
I mean, it's 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 hockey. I mean, there's going to be some bad Stuff goals. Happens. You're not you're not going to make every save. Uh, it just you know it's that, that's the way it works in hockey. When we come back uh, a year. Uh, 30 years ago yesterday is the anniversary of the Wayne Gretzky sale, to paraphrase mm-hmm. one Glenn yep. Sather. And then we'll talk about the surprise championship in 1990 with Rod Phillips. Then I'll get to your text. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.